Hey y'all, so I am proudly aged 40 plus, and according to my blood tests and the way I feel, my health is pretty darn good. I attribute this to grace, first and foremost, but to exercise, mindful eating, healthy relationships and self-care practices, and daily gems, which I've been taking for the past three years. Daily Gems are a plant-based superfood with 20 whole food nutrients packed into one little bite. And when I tell y'all, okay, I've always been pretty regular, if you know what I mean, TMI, sorry, not sorry, but with these little bites, I am super regular. My skin seems to glow a bit more, and frankly, I look forward to taking these flavorful little treats every single morning. My favorite is the Cacao Bite but they have a bunch of other flavors. So if you'd like to increase your nutrient intake, improve your digestive health and your skin health, check these out and get my 50% discount by tapping the Daily Gems link in the episode notes. The Five Point Compass is a daily microdose of personal inspirational stories by jack of all trades and dreamer of all the dreams, Delina Patrice Brooks. For everyone being called to a life that feels like home to the soul, the Five Point Compass is your friend, your guide, and your gentle nudge forward. You guys, we made it to the second week. (laughs) This journey has brought or continues to bring so much joy. I am so full and so glad that you returned uh, today. I truly hope that you're feeling all that good, good too, and that you leave each episode with at least one nugget to support you in tuning into your compass as you move forward toward the life that feels like home to your soul. As always, I wanna welcome and encourage new listeners to go back Listen to the first episode, familiarize yourself with what we refer to as the five-point compass, and get a sense of how each of the points, the heart, the gut, spirit, the universe, and the ancestors, how each of those call to us and guide us toward the places we're meant to go, the people we're meant to meet, and the person we're meant to become. And so far, I've shared personal experiences of how following my compass has led me to various levels of joy and fulfillment and expansion, (laughs) but also of how ignoring it has pretty much led to pain, misery, and disaster, all right? (laughs) Just one short week, you all have learned so much about my earlier self-destructive habits, okay? But it's worth saying here that following our compass of course, doesn't prevent us from having these sort of growing pains, right? Or from suffering altogether. But what it does do is minimize, if not eliminate, our willful, self-induced suffering, right? The kind of suffering we endure when we ignore our inner guide. And I guess it's worth saying here that there are all kinds of social, political, economic structures that may negatively impact our sense of agency in our lives, of course. But what we're talking about is the practice of returning to our compass to be guided toward decisions that help create and curate a more harmonious life, right? And by harmonious, I mean holy W-H-O-L-L-Y, a holy life in which our mind, body, and spirit are so deeply connected that we grow into alignment with the calls of our compass 
So much so that despite any outside forces, our daily lives begin to feel more and more pleasing to our soul. And again, that's what we're going for, right? Creating this life that feels like home to our soul every single day. And in that regard, I've shared some personal stories about four points so far, right? And today, I get to share about the fifth and final point, which is the ancestors. Yay! (laughs) So let's dial in. Now, the ancestors have the most unique point on our five-point compass in terms of how we experience them. How our guiding ancestors show up to us is entirely personal. It is all so dependent upon your background, your bloodline, your culture, your level of acknowledgement, right, and your experience. And this could be a grandparent, parent, cousin, sibling, it could be a child, a teacher, a friend, a mentor, but they show up to guide, protect, or otherwise serve us as we make our way forward. As for mine, um, they show up through music, fragrance, a warm, familiar presence, for example, Um, And when I get the calls, meaning I hear the song or I smell the cologne, I feel the warm presence, I grow lighter, I'm uplifted, right? I feel fortified and encouraged to keep on keeping on. Um, This is probably the most sentimental point to me. So while I do feel especially vulnerable in preparing to share uh, stories about the fifth point, I'm also really excited to do so. So... My first recognition of a call from a guiding ancestor caught my attention with a strange but deliberate recurrence of the number 22. I was in my mid-20s, had just returned from my one-year stint in L.A., and my beloved dance teacher, who I told you guys about in a previous episode, he had recently passed away. So I moved back from L.A., Moved in with a good childhood friend of mine. She's a badass Chicano woman who was also a dancer. She's also compass driven. Uh, And I shared with her that I keep seeing the number 22. I'm like, when I look at the clock or I see a license plate or someone gives me their new phone number, right? Or the total of my groceries, I keep coming across the number 22. And while it's a pretty typical numeric pattern, it was resonating with me as something meaningful, right? But I couldn't put my finger on it. So I'm telling my friend all of this and then explain that today, I saw the number and heard the voice of spirit say, go visit Brooksy. Brooksy is my beloved grandmother, okay? My father's mother, who even though she passed away when I was 11, I have a well of loving memories of. Go visit Brooksy, spirit said. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I'm not really a cemetery person. I am not a go put flowers at the gravesite person, right? I have an ancestor altar at home and I am good. (laughs) But it didn't matter. I was at the point where I was learning to follow the calls. So I go to the cemetery office to ask, you know, how do I find my grandmother's grave? Because again, I hadn't been there since her burial when I was 11. And now I'm in my 20s. Like, where on earth is her plot? Actually, I had to ask my father what cemetery she was in. Had no idea. Um, Anyway, the worker says she's at plot K11. 
I make my way across the large stretch of lawns and tombstones to my grandmother Brooksy's grave, and as I'm walking, it dawns on me that K is the 11th letter in the alphabet. Okay, now you numerologists out there, you will probably have already put this together, but her plot was K11, or 11-11, or 22, right? One and one, one and one, two, two. So I am shooketh, all right? Like, wait, all these times I'm seeing the number 22, has Brooksy been trying to communicate with me, right? What kind of vortex am I in? And again, I wasn't afraid by any stretch of the imagination, something in me already knew that when I followed these calls, right, I am meant no harm. But this was unfamiliar territory. And I don't mean just the cemetery. This kind of like supernatural crossover thing, it was appealing to me, but it was strange. So I leave <laughs> and I say to myself, uh, I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> like, I don't know who, but I need somebody to help me sort out what I'm supposed to do with what I clearly recognized as a call. And it was a call from my ancestor. Feeling like you don't hear the calls from your compass clearly or often enough? Then maybe it's time for a reset. Join your fellow Jax dreamers and masters to realign with your calls at delinadream.com. So I'm trying to wrap my head around all of this, right? I'm perplexed, but I'm also charged as I tell my roommate friend all of this. And I'm like, so yeah, like I need to talk to somebody. Like, girl, I need help, SOS. But she listens so quietly and patiently with this look that tells me this all makes perfect sense. And now in hindsight, okay, I realized she was so deeply rooted into in indigenous dance practices and... Uh, the practice of Santeria, the religion of Santeria. So of course it made sense to her. Like honoring and communicating with ancestors was a natural part of her everyday practice, of her lifestyle. So she listens as though, Delina, all is well. Uh, and then casually refers me to her psychic medium, this native elder woman. So a medium, for anyone who may not know, is a person who acts as an intermediary between the living and the dead, right? I promise it's not as scary or sensational as Hollywood has made it seem. At least it wasn't for me or anyone else who's shared similar stories with me. Anyway, I'm like, yes, I need some clarity around all of this. I will talk to this woman. So over the phone, after the medium vets me, because of course she doesn't just take any clients, she instructs me to write down the name of three ancestors I'd like to hear from. Now pause. <laughs> Is this what I'm doing? Is this what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to hear from the ancestors? Like, I thought I was just trying to figure out what was happening, but now I am deliberately <laughs> asking to hear from them. Again, unfamiliar territory, right? I couldn't help but be conflicted by the way of religions. I had grown up learning, right? Like this was such a taboo thing. Um, supernatural experiences were not something that we were taught to lean into. But a deep knowing and my deep curiosity trumped the taboo. So I followed her directions. She tells me to write down the name of three ancestors I'd like to hear from on a piece of paper, put it in my pocket when I go to my session with her. Don't tell her the names, don't show her the paper, just have it on my person during my session. So 
Yes, I write down my grandmother Brooksy's name, my beloved dance teacher who'd recently passed away, and my cousin who had also recently passed. So I arrive, the woman escorts me into this wooden booth. It's like, it's reminiscent of a phone booth, okay? Um, which is pretty spot on when I think about it now because I'm like, oh yeah, because we're about to like call up the ancestors. <laughs> anyway, the booth is like tall and narrow, right? With an attached wooden seat inside and its entryway is covered by a Native American printed fabric. I'm to sit inside the booth and meditate on the three ancestors I wrote down on the piece of paper, uh, now safely tucked into my back pocket, right? After 15 minutes or so, she opens the curtain, guides me to exit, and then she enters immediately after me. I wasn't expecting that. She exits the booth and walks me into another room where I sit at a table across from her. So I settle in and I just look at her, waiting for my next directive, right? But there was none. I soon realize she's looking just over and beyond my left shoulder. And she finally says, he's tall and handsome with a beautiful smile. <laughs> my eyes widened so big that I, like my eyelashes probably touched my hairline. <laughs> okay. I lean in and she continues. He says it took him some time, but he's finally okay with how it all happened. You guys, I'm immediately bawling my face off. Okay. <laughs> because the man she was referring to was absolutely my cousin, whose name was on the piece of paper in my pocket. He was tall, I'm gonna cry right now, and handsome, um, and he was known, he's known for his beautiful smile. Uh, and he died from a gunshot that was not intended for him. So she asks if I know him. Obviously I do. She should know this because I'm ugly snot crying right now, right? <laughs> so she asks if I have any questions for him. We get through that visit, so to speak. And I cannot believe this is real. But I know without a shadow of a doubt that it is. Now, the medium is looking just over and beyond my right shoulder. And she says... There's an elder woman and she's doing something with her hands. Playing the piano maybe? Womp, wrong. Not for me, I don't know who this woman is, but she isn't here for me. She definitely isn't my grandmother who I wrote down on my piece of paper, okay? <laughs> but the medium insists. This is, this woman is, and she like is looking intently and she's like, oh, it's your grandmother, no? She's an elder. I'm like, girl, my grandmother didn't play piano. And she is like insistent. She's like, okay, well, it's her identifier. And then the medium lifts up her hands and begins to kind of strum the air to imitate what I think is playing a piano. And the medium says, uh, your grandmother is saying, keep at this. And I was like, all right. Like by now I've wiped off all the fluids from my face <laughs> that my cousin caused, right? And I feel like, well, that's fine. This is fine. I got my feel. Lady, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who this elder woman is. 
Maybe it was too good to be true that I would hear from all three ancestors. It's fine, it's only $75, right? At least I got to hear from my cousin and at least I know that that was really him. But now she's looking just to the right of me, like to the side of me, a few feet, and she says, he's short, round, and he's playing a drum. <laughs> if you haven't put it together, uh, my beloved dance teacher was a Congolese dance teacher, and he was a master drummer. But we're at time for today's episode. So you got to tune in tomorrow to hear how this all pans out, how the number 22 led me to my grandmother's gravesite, which led me to a medium who led me to hear directly from three ancestors, which led me to travel to one very specific place I was meant to go, right? It was on my list and on my heart since I was young, but had no way of knowing how to get there. And it led me to grow more fully into the person I was meant to become, and specifically in that phase, a more self-directed, heart-centered, emerging dancer and writer. But Jack's Dreamers and Masters, I cannot wait to share the rest of it with you. I promise it's only a two-parter. You'll hear about what message this third person gave me, how that second woman uh, was connected to it all. But until then, remember the ancestors are the fifth and most personal point of your compass. And I encourage you to consider ways that yours have been or might be trying to communicate with you. More tomorrow. This podcast is produced by David Tam and made possible by the Kennedy Center's Office Hours program at The Reach. And remember, your opportunity to reset your compass is at delinadream.com. And the episode notes have your discount links for vitamins and front door rental car service.